0: Educating by sharing our From the Trenches preservation knowledge and our guests' expertise. Balancing modern needs while maintaining the historical significance, character, and beauty of your period home.
1: Today on the Practical Preservation Podcast, uh, we have Don Foster from Masonry Cosmetics Incorporated. Thank you for, for joining me today.
2: Oh, it's a, it's a pleasure. It really is.
1: So tell me about your background.
2: So I started in the brick industry just a little over 35 years ago, a uh, college student uh, looking just for some summer work and got into a brick plant. And at the end of that time, they said, hey, do you want to stick around and uh, work? What are you going to do for a living? I didn't know what mm-hmm. I wanted to do, you know, right. so I started working in a brick plant. So basically did most of all the jobs as a labor in the brick plant and uh, put on, uh, made brick shapes, which was very fascinating to me and uh, set a lot of brick, packed a lot of brick eventually put a lot of coatings on brick as a sprayman, and eventually became a glaze foreman. got promoted and learned a lot about on globes and slurries and coatings. And kind of, kind of that was the thing that got me to where I'm at today learning about all those different types of, of products that we do. Uh, basically after that, I eventually got promoted into management, did a lot of production and scheduling, a lot of complaint resolutions. You learn about <laughs> all that, and the brick don't always match right run to run and uh, eventually got promoted into sales and uh, which took me back about a 17-year ride right back to the plants again, operating a few of the brick plants in the days. Um, Had an opportunity later to uh, start a company, staining company, with Rick Connor, my business partner, who we're still together today. We've been together for about 26 years now, but also had an opportunity to go to work and get part ownership of a brick dealership. I was president architectural sales rep um, at Rose Brick in South Bend, Indiana, and that was a really good ride for me to learn a lot about the business and, you know, the difficulties that everybody runs into sometimes, especially matching, right. you know, when they are trying to do those kind of things. So I got to do that for a while. And then the staining side of the business I was a part of really started to grow. And as the, the brick staining grew and we got into some of the DIY kits and all that, um, I left Rose at seven years working for them. And then I've been doing just uh, full-time with masonry cosmetics right now.
1: Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. That's kind of how uh, my husband started in, in preservation. Um, he was in college. My dad asked him if he wanted to come work with him for the summer and then he just never left. So
2: <laughs> it's yeah, kind we of got stuck, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I think my dad just wanted to know where he was all the time, or at least, you know, a big portion of the time.
2: <laughs> oh no, that's good. <laughs>
1: Uh, So what drew you into masonry? So there must have been a reason that that you were interested in masonry, at least.
2: You know, it's funny when I started as a, you know, the college kid looking for a job. I just wanted to something to keep busy and make a little money to help pay for tuition. But um, once I started making the brick shapes, though, it was interesting, fascinating to me how it's not just a rectangle brick you know there's more detail and all the things and we started to see drawings that the architects designed that we had to make brick to make work as they fit it all together right like lego blocks or whatever right put together that 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 really took me on uh, early on and work was there was so much work to do and i just i like working i like work with my hands and physically doing work And that really took on a measure to me that never left it. Once it got in my blood, I mean, years later, they call me the brick man. I couldn't leave it, you know, so it's once it's in my system, I couldn't get it out. So when it came to all types of masonry, it does evolve into a wide spectrum, you know, and everything that I do, even about cleaning, realizing the guys that are doing the cleaning are the last person on the job sometimes. They need to do it right. If they don't, they mess up what everybody else did for years in planning sometimes in some of these projects, you know, especially new construction, right? And then the damage they could do to historical and preservation, good gosh, we got to really be aware. So educating became a big part of that for me too.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and and that's very true. We've seen some asset wash go bad on, on old soft brick because somebody didn't know what they were doing.
2: So. Think about the Tim, the tool man, t- Taylor, That back in the days, he was always talking about power, right? Right. A <laughs> pressure washer and says, Hey, I don't have to use a wooden spoon or a brush or whatever. I could just pressure wash everything off, yeah. not realizing the damage and the brick have involved from old to new that, right. old, you know, 1800 brick. That was a, a smooth red shell brick can handle a lot, but not these coated brick that they have today or the sand coats or yeah. handmade. You have to be really careful with pressure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you do. So, so, tell me about uh, masonry cosmetics. you know what's what was the history? I, I know you said you you got started with your business partner. Um, t- tell me a little bit
2: about that. So, yeah, twenty six years now, we actually started um complaint resolution back in the day you know because brick don't match run to run so mm-hmm. you know what's a way to do it the right way and we learned uh, rick and i learned years ago the wrong ways to do it you know they took linseed oil and wiped it on brick and they to darken them and right. it just didn't last you know so there's a lot of things we learned early on what to do uh rick has an engineering background i grew up through the plants and uh What's nice combination between the two of us, he was working at another plant as I did as we grew up through the industry together. Rick's been in the industry as long as I have. So together combined, we bring a lot to the table. But right. when we learned about the glazes and clay coats and englobes and slurries, we learned how to do the brick the right way. But remember, brick or, if it's a shell brick, it's fired or vitrified at 1850 or a clay right. brick or a glaze, it's over 2000 degrees. Well, what do you do afterwards what's what's your options that you do this could be long lasting and we worked hard to come up with that so basically rick and i started the two men in the truck business right out of the garage <laughs> and they grew up in the business that way and basically it was ten care complaints but then we realized we could do match work and additions and do we have a really good product that will last and also protect the integrity of the brick that was really right. important to us and when we found out that special proprietary product then we knew we had something to really go with. So basically, we're a full-service company that travels the country. Uh, we've got crews on the road. Um, basically, we're seasonal because I need warm and dry to apply our product. We can't right. apply it in, in in conditions that aren't right. But but for us, um, we really learned to um, pull a company together to do kits and all ver- a variety of different things all the way through, and that's. That turned out to be a pretty successful business. Like I said, 26 years, it's amazing to me that we've been around, I'm aging myself now, right? <laughs> we've, been, we've been around that long, right? So that's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, that is, that is, that is great. And, and um, I think, yeah, I, sometimes I look back and, you know, when you're in the middle of it, you forget how much stuff you've done already because <laughs> sometimes, some days it doesn't feel like it. <laughs>
2: You know, I looked at all the podcasts you guys did and that, that is such an amazing accomplishment. And I mean, you have a wide variety of range that you guys cover, you know, things that you you do, but, and then you've able to document that. Is that, and you created your own library. Is that kind of a cool thing today with technology today? I mean, it It is,
1: is, it is, it is so cool. And I've been thinking about, so we're getting close to a hundred, we're getting close to a hundred episodes. I'm like, what are we going to do for a (laughs) hundred? Yeah. And I've been thinking about another way to kind of introduce other people to the podcast is to get them transcribed and you know allow people to read it if they don't have time to listen to it. So that's that's my new that's my new uh, my new vision for for celebrating having a hundred very nice.
2: Done. Very nice.
1: So um, I think it's really interesting because I have been on job sites where, You know, the mortar didn't cure, you know, you know, the the mock-up was fine, but then something happened in in the interim and now you know, nothing's matching and, you know, looking for a solution or, you know, the brick not matching. So, and I, it's so, you know, it's so expensive to redo masonry as, as you know, and especially if it's an existing building and, you know, there's something, you know, something went wrong and now you have to fix it. You can't just tear it down. Um, so I think that your product is a great cost-effective solution for correcting rather than replacing, which is, you know, something that's very, very, um, true for, for preservation and substitute materials are, you know, encouraged if they have longevity. And I really like that your website talked about like the testing and your track records and that it's still breathable because that's really important with masonry. Yes. So can you talk to me a little bit about, about those things?
2: No, that's very good. So yeah, we yeah. would be the, the perfect cost-effective, solution compared to what it would cost to tear out a brick and replace right But i'd always always say brick first though not stain first brick first if you have the actual brick if the brick had been left over or you can find the brick find do a search find the brick first if the brick aren't available get as close as you can if you're doing a repair or whatever get good Mm -hmm. size and texture is really critical get as close you can in color then we can come on and do the rest so what what our product is it's we call it a proven masonry stain basically we don't create a layer we don't create a layer that could ever fail. So, you know, like the paint and paint like stains that are out there,
1: right? No,
2: They create a layer that can actually peel, crack, blister, or flake or trap moisture that could damage a brick in a way. It can cause right. a brick to fall. So basically we, we talk about two things. We say, don't settle for the bad brick matches because there is a good solution that we could offer to help make mm-hmm. it look good. Okay. Aesthetically, but let's right. never compromise the brick. And one of the things that we offer is our process will never compromise the brick. So brick, Intended to be a maintenance-free brick. That's we we manufacture brick to be maintenance-free. That's one of the greatest advantages that you have to to brick, mm-hmm. and there's many, but that's one of the greatest ones. Right. Once you paint it or put another coating on it, you change all that.
1: Right. And now it, now it now becomes a it. maintenance nightmare.
2: <laughs> it does, and what's a lot yeah. of people don't realize is. Brick are different than wood or metal. They have different absorption character characteristics. Yeah. You ever see a human tattoo? We're actually tattooing the brick with our process. I'm getting embedded. It's color okay. theory, one color with another color. So if you want a, a, a red brick to go orange, I start with like a half a cup and a, a teaspoon of pigment or whatever of yellow. And I put yellow. And when it goes on, it kind of goes on dark. And everybody's like, well, it's going dark. I don't really want it to go dark. I want it to do. But when it dries, one color and another color creates a third color. The other competitors out there that use the paint like stains, they can just go and get a machine to help them get the exact orange they want. And they right. take the orange and put it on the red brick. Well, Yeah,
1: like paint matching, yeah.
2: It does, and they do great with that. It just doesn't last. And then it does change what that brick was intended to do. It's not a maintenance free, it's a maintenance one now. Right. So mortar, so paint will get embedded and you know how you go to r- remove uh, you know, paint on wood, protects the wood from rotting, paint on metal, protects the metal from rusting, but they know how they got to remove it. They got to remove it to reply, they should. Layer on top right. of layer, right. the buildup and all the other problems that arises with that. Well, if they remove it, with brick, you really can't get it all off. It's very difficult for the guys to get all that paint off, it gets embedded. So a lot of times they're painting over top of paint that's actually felling, and then it can even fell faster. And that's the damage that it has. So with our product, it's breathable, it's natural. It's the pigments out of the ground. It's what they make brick with. Right. We basically use what we we figured out how to to do it afterwards. So we actually need absorption. So three things to really be successful: we need absorption, we need to apply it the right way, and we need to apply it in the right conditions. That means dry, you right. know, warm, those kind of things. I need to get embedded. So if someone threw a a cup or a glass of water on the wall, brick and mortar or block, any absorptive masonry, we can change the color. Now size becomes, cause you can't spray our stuff. That's another disadvantage we have. We have to apply by brush. We have to feed it in. So we actually stay in one brick at a time, which someone right. thinks, oh my gosh, it's gotta be crazy. How long is it gonna take you to do it? But we do huge jobs, all different size projects. It's, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Just sometimes it takes a little longer, but we also have advantages. We could selectively choose where the colors are. If you have a color in the wall, a lot of times we're not doing all the brick. It's just a percentage of the brick. So you have an orange brick that doesn't- Oh color. yeah. Like
1: if there's only a section that's bad, right.
2: Right. It's so we're just taking a color out and making it's like two for one. Right. We take yeah. a color out, make it and that wall just comes together so much nicer.
1: Now, can you like if the if the hard layer of the brick is gone, like if if there was spalding or something like that, does your product repair that or would that be a different process?
2: it would be a different problem. Okay. Okay. Once the brick are damaged, you pretty much got to start thinking about replacement. I mean, that right. would be the best suggestion I'd have for anybody. Find out why, is there water Right. Waterfall, whatever's happening. Yeah. A brick at fall you're right, that, that's not ever been painted too. Something right. else is happening in that yeah. or the brick itself, you know. It's, yeah,
1: oftentimes like, in historic buildings, we see it if somebody put too hard of a mortar next to a soft bread. Absolutely. Um, so that, that's often when, where, where we see it. Um, but so I, that was, that was, cause that is a common, a common occurrence in, in older homes. So that's, that's why I was asking. It was because
2: that. we thought, we thought stronger is better, right? Right. We, we about did. Flexibility <laughs> and movement. Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so tell me about the kits that you offer. Um, I saw that you have like professional kits and and DIY kits. And so I'm, I'm curious about that because I think that that's a, that's a great service. Do you, people send you um, samples and then you match the kits or is it the kit like a wide range and it's kind of a, an experiment?
2: There's, yeah, there's a variety of different kinds of kits. So basically yeah. it's funny, the uh, we have a coloring kit that's just for the consumer. They want to change the look of their fireplace or maybe it's a repair okay. that someone done, they want to fix or whatever. It's usually for right. the one time user. Basically it just has five colors. But the five colors, you know, you got the three primary colors, you know, your red, right. blue, and yellow to make whatever you need. They're creating a recipe and then black and white to lighten or if they want a gray or something else they want to do. But it's actually a, a recipe that they create. A lot of times we give them a suggestion of a starter recipe and then they can tweak it. But for DIYers it, or DIYs, it works out really, really well for them. And uh, okay. that's done one. Really well. We actually did kits prior Year, many years ago, thinking, do you have to have all this training? You can't apply it like paint. So we do take them through a little bit of a. It's it's very simple. It's that old karate kid wax on, wax off.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: But but it, that simplicity is what you need with our process because you're not going to put it on a bunch of times. One right. coating. Once we come up with a recipe, it changes it to whatever it needs to be. So you don't want to hit it two or three times and that you know that evolves into something else that you really didn't want. But but it's pretty pretty user friendly. And then about 2007, we came out pretty heavy with the kits. Uh, we came out one for the consumer. We had a Brickman Stain Kit for the contractor. It has about 10 colors versus, to make it a little simple for him, we put some greens in it. We put a, a sandy brown buffish color in it for him to help them with some mortar, you know, and all that kind of stuff that they do. Even oh, though yes. the color kit could create that, we did it. And then we come up with a Stainman Custom Kit for the people that want to do the bigger projects, the home makeovers and stuff like that. And that we do help them a lot more with coming up with what they want to do. They'll come up with a test area, they'll play with it and come up with something like, and then once we get that approved for them, they can expand it. And then um, we also have the kits for, if we're certifying the bigger contractors, it's a much okay. bigger system that they have for those. So yeah, we have a variety of, of things. The the Color Kit and Brickman Stain Kit, they're on Amazon store and they ship all over the world, those kits. Okay. Um, the certified contractors right now, we'd like to expand it to a world market, but basically, we're certifying the contractors just in the United States right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would think that that's um, a little bit more challenging, but I, I think that, that it's a, it, it definitely is um, to, to certify people you know, outside of the country. Like there, you know, there's language barriers and you know, different things, but that's, uh, that's something with technology that can be overcome.
2: <laughs> yes, no, you're absolutely right.
1: So for the certifications, do people have to come in to have training like in person? I did see you have classes and training on on your website.
2: We do. We offer two two types. We offer one for the business. If someone wanted to do as a business like we do, and -hmm. we don't certify everybody for that. We basically, I just want to get the coverage throughout the country. And what kind of kicked that off was, you know, you'd have some guys in New York that would say to me, you know, Brickman, I understand you got the best process. You've proven it to me. I understand it. I needed you here yesterday. Where are you? Right. We get so busy that we just can't get everywhere. And so the certifying the contractors to do it throughout to do the coverage really was something we started working on, you know, quite a few years ago, about 10 years ago. And uh, and then we also have one for in-house, any contractor, it's a restoration company, any basic contractor that's out there, Mason, that wants to get off that punch list, take care right. of some things, maybe offer, I got a window, window or door infill, but I can get a better match and show it to them for an extra fee they can make a little money that way too. It complements what makes their their business a little bit better, right? What they do. But three things. So we offered the school and then we offer to go to them so they can come to South Bend. Okay. And it's usually a day and a half you know, for them into two days. We take them in. we've done about a dozen projects or more at the University of Notre Dame. Actually, it's a lot more than that now. We've done that. We take them out there for a tour to see the jobs. we take them to some of the local jobs that are like 20 years old that we did all those mm-hmm. years ago. They can touch to show the, the longevity, paint.
1: yeah. That's
2: nice when they get to touch it and fill it and say, mm-hmm. wow, there's, there's not really a paint, is not it? And it's not failing. That really right. helps us a lot. Yeah. And then, but we also go to them and we go to them if they need us to, if they can't make it here. And then since the world of COVID, we've had to go pretty much online. So we do Zoom like this now with them. We'll do a training, uh, basically get them through it. And then we try to help them if their first couple projects come up, I might send a foreman down and get them started and those kind of things. But basically, that's been working out pretty well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody's kind of had to make adjustments. I did. I've done a couple um, seminars on like for um, different organizations on. zoom and i've decided that I, that is not my favorite way to do it because you get no feedback from the audience usually i'm used to like people like you know interacting with me while i'm doing this and i don't have any interaction i'm like i'm just talking to myself for half an hour
2: <laughs> it is it is nice to be in person i still it find is, that it is. i really miss that part of it yeah, but I understand that, that, yeah. that we got to do what we got to do right yeah so.
1: no i i totally do too it's just i'm like oh i need to get over this i need to this is my struggle <laughs> So, is there anything that, uh, as we were talking, that you um, that you thought about, you wanted to to mention to our, uh, or that you know that that came up that you wanted to share?
2: You know, I guess um, you know it's one of those things that it's never easy to do some of the repairs and the decisions, what to do. And you you guys cover so much from the window surrounds to everything. I mean, you talk about so much of it. When brick, though, when it comes to brick and masonry there's a lot of things that we can do right, you know, when right. it comes to it in the wall system itself. So um, we're really about promoting the integrity of brick. Um, we yeah. support the BIA and what it's trying to do to safeguard and the integrity of the brick industry. And I would share this with you that the country right now, I believe is being totally misled with, and I'm talking specifically exterior brick, not interior, right. all the painting of brick and a lot of people that going to buy, build a new home. This really surprised me. They're building it buying a new home, building a new home, and they're immediately painting it. Oh, really? And they, and they realize that they're trapping all the moisture. And I'm thinking, find the right brick color you want and have right. this to be a maintenance free, but don't you know, don't
1: like, need to paint it. Yeah.
2: It's yeah. it's a mistake and it's heavy. It they're in the paint industry and I'm not beating them up. I'm not I'm not against paint. Right. I paint my in drywall, I paint inside, I paint interior. I understand yeah. painting metal. You paint wood. your
1: woodwork, yeah.
2: Not brick though, brick doesn't no. need to be painted. So it's compromised no. in so many ways. And then th- when they're doing the new construction they're trapping all that moisture. Is anybody thinking about, they worry about mold and other things but they're trapping all that moisture. And I don't think right. people realize a brick wall needs to breathe. And it also needs to work the moisture out. New construction, right. you ever see efflorescence and new, new construction bloom, yes. they call yeah. it. Yeah. It's because moisture needs to work itself out.
1: Yeah, they're building and, the
2: houses too tight. Yeah. Now we're trapping all that. Yeah. You know, we're trapping it with paint. So, and I know there's different kinds of paint products that are out there, but they really should really consider that and pull that back. So, I've been an advocate on doing, you know, doing YouTubes and other things, trying to be a voice for that. Yeah. Not that it's, I'm saying, trying to sell stain. I'd rather just leave brick by itself.
1: Right. Right. And, and that is so true. And I know that the historic standards say that if you can continue to paint a brick building that has been painted but I would the say recommendation too. is not to.
2: <laughs> but I understand that though. Yeah. When they ask me what yeah. to do, I, I don't have a choice after once it's it's been called. Because th-
1: there's so much damage that can be done once you're trying to do paint removal on the brick.
2: <laughs> and, yeah. and,
1: it's, and it's a, it's a labor intensive project. I, I can't, I mean, I don't, it doesn't even make sense to me to build a new house. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Just pick the brick you want before you get started. And then you don't have that problem. <laughs>
2: And the manufacturers could make so many colors. They, right. they can do whatever. I don't think a lot of people realize it. Uh, they did a survey to a lot of millennials. I'm not saying all millennials believe this, but they did a survey that what is typically the brick colors that are available. And a huge percentage said red, brick come just in red, right. color red. And yeah. that's just so not the case. It's actually that's probably not even the most popular color anymore. It used to be though, back right. in the 1800s, you know, because that's the only the-
1: choice you had. You had the clay out of the crowd. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. So, well, I, 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 I appreciate that. And I agree, um, I agree that, you know, protecting the, allowing building materials to work the way they're supposed to and the way they're intended to is the best thing that we can do for any building. Um, and, and when you make alterations, to so that is when you start to have problems.
2: So if someone comes to you and says, or says to me, what do I do if I have the old seventies or eighties looking brick? I don't like it. I really want to change it. I tell them to change the shutters and the doors first and the trim and the roofs, you know, all right. that. No, that, no, no. Let's talk about the brick. So the brick, we do have the best process for that. It's, it's yeah. a proven, it's about, we have case studies over 300 now that we have out there and we're doing a whole bunch more just to prove. And that's throughout 10, 12 states through the Midwest. So it's severe weather. It's hit. It's not where it's protected for roofs or whatever this being or indoor, you know, of course, indoor. right stain, but we don't have light, light sensitivity or whatever. But you physically have to damage the brick to damage us. If we do it the right way and the right conditions, and it's absorptive, they throw water and it gets dark and wet as the water absorbs in. We've got a great product for them, so we can offer that to them. They want to do the home makeovers and do those kind of things. We can right. help them with that. We really yeah. can. Yeah,
1: and and that's a much better option than than paint. So, I I think that I think that that's a that's a great a great product and a great a great service. Um, did you have any um, offers for our listeners? Did you want to, um, um, did did you, uh, uh, I was thinking like, do you have like, should I link to your, the kits on your website or anything like that? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Okay. Offer 10% off to anybody who wants to buy anything or get certified or whatever. I know the price ranges, prices all over, all over the place, but yes, offer. Yeah. 10% to anybody that wants to, to do anything. Absolutely.
1: Okay. Very good. Um and then how should someone contact you?
2: So they could do always they could email me at brickmen, uh brickmen at gmail.com okay. or just masonry cosmetics, uh, our website through our website, they can get a hold of us that way too mysterycosmetics.com but absolutely you can reach out if they have any questions or they want to talk about things or whatever fire away to me i i do that on a regular basis try to respond if it takes a day or so tell them to hit me up again but we have a lot incoming but yeah absolutely i'm open to anybody any questions anybody would have
1: okay well thank you very much for for coming on today i i appreciate it i feel like i learned a lot and i feel like i understand more about your product and i can i can definitely recommend it as a resource
2: Anything we could do to help, you just let us know. I appreciate what you're doing. I really do. Keep it up.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Practical Preservation Podcast. The resources discussed during this episode are on our website at practicalpreservationservices.com forward slash podcast. If you received value from this episode and know someone else that will get value from it as well, please share it with them. Join us next week for another episode of the Practical Preservation Podcast. For more information on restoring your historic home, visit practicalpreservationservices.com.